you know, when we set up decorations and there was a whole team that set up these deckies, but it's a fab time of year. Fun, lots of, in fact, I bought a Christmas wreath, a second one. <laughs> My wife's like, why did you buy a second Christmas wreath? I said, because it's a real one. It's not a fake one. It's got the real thing and uh, it's got the moss or whatever to kind of water it. And so I was very excited about that and I'm still getting uh, <laughs> around to the thought. I said, the fake one we can keep for years, but the real one, it's just got that smell and everything about it. And you see, this time of year can be a bit miz. It can be a bit drab and dark and blustery and, and just not the best outdoors weather. But man, we can brighten up the place indoors and and so one day I went and I bought a nativity set. Some of you have heard the story, but I, it was not unlike that nativity set there. And I was so excited. But when I got home and I opened it up, baby Jesus was missing. I searched through everything. I thought, who stole baby Jesus? Who would do such a thing to steal baby Jesus out of a nativity set? There's something desperately wrong if you steal baby Jesus. But people have been doing that all through the Christmas season. They take Jesus out of Christmas. I challenge you to find a nativity set today. You could go through Dobby's, and I think the whole of Dobby's has got everything else except a nativity set. Not advertising Dobby's or, or Tasker's or any one of those places, but, but I, I battled to find a nativity set. In fact, my wife even went online and then got scammed by some person overseas. I was like, oh, do we have to order something from America to find a nativity set? And... Uh, I just think, you know, even the, the, the humor that people use, Mr. Bean, maybe you've seen him steal baby Jesus with Mr. Bean's Christmas with the helicopter and the magnet and the little whatever, what was it, the winch? And then he just kind of took baby Jesus out of the cradle and, the, and he stole him and Mr. Bean. So most people have even taken Jesus out of Christmas, so much so that Christmas, even that word, sometimes people just put Xmas on a card, a Christmas card, and think, what is that? You've taken Christ out of Christmas. And because the real reason for the season is that Jesus was born. And that's what we celebrate. To us, a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. We need peace in the world today. We really do. There are wars and rumors of wars and and that's what people need is peace in the heart and then peace in the home and then peace in the community and then peace in the country or the world. That's where we need the Prince of Peace to come into hearts and then into the world. But it starts in our hearts too. And one of the names used to describe Jesus also from Isaiah is Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, God's working out His purposes in history with Jesus, very God and very man. He's the centerpiece. As I think Carol said about the nativity, we put Jesus off center. No, no, he must be at the center of the nativity set, right there. And, uh, and so he's working out his purposes in history and, and, and all lines in history converge on him. And there's some people who love history in this room here. And as someone said, the hinge of history is on the door of a Bethlehem stable. We mark time, B.C. and A.D., according to that moment in history. And the world tries to take him out of it, but they still mark time, 2,000 years on, that moment. and Because uh, history is really his story. And when it comes to the nativity, we call to believe like Mary. We call to trust like Joseph. We call to hope like the shepherds. We call to seek like the wise men. 
We're called to worship like the angels and we're called to love like Jesus. And King Herod was asked by the Magi, the wise men from the east, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. You see, these Magi or wise men, they came bearing gifts from afar. One doesn't really know how far they traveled, but it was some distance. And they came, what gifts would you bring to a king? That, an expensive gift, yes. But what sort of gifts? And, and it was, I'm not going to expound every one of these gifts, but, but friends, children, what did they bring? Does anyone know? Gold, frankincense. You're a lovely child. Not, yeah. <laughs> Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You're right. And I heard this week that the myrrh tree is also called the comophora tree. I don't know if I pronounced that right. The comophora tree. It's a, is it the same as the myrrh tree. It's, we just call it myrrh tree because it's easier. <laughs> it's a tree that grows in the Arabian Peninsula, in the Middle East, and in Africa, and also in, in a, a part of India. But, but it's, it's the bark of this tree. And when it's pierced, out comes the sap. And the sap immediately coming out of the tree forms what looks like a tear, called a tear. And the tear is dark red in color. And it, when it contacts the air, it ultimately looks like this picture that we have on the screen here. And that's myrrh. You see, the extract from myrrh is an antiseptic. It's also used in cleansing wounds because of that antiseptic property. It's also a powerful healing agent. It's one of the most powerful healing agents around the time of Jesus. And friends, it could also be formed into to perfume. And, but its biggest use was in death. It was formed as a spice to overwhelm the stench of death in a human body. So the comophora tree, crowned with thorns, it's, a, it's like an acacia, it's a very thorny tree. It bleeds a healing, death-overcoming flow. You see, Jesus crowned with thorns, now pierced, he bleeds, as from his wounds crimson flow to purify the sin-stained soul, healing all disease in his blood, the woe of death decay, now a fragrant aroma of heaven's grace. Isn't that a beautiful picture? If you almost picture this, this exchange from death and, and, and life and healing, from him healing flows from his hands and his side and his feet. And the Magi somehow knew that this king would defeat death. And that's why the angel proclaimed to the shepherds watching their flocks by night, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for, not for some, but for all people, even the people of Liverpool and the UK and further and further afield. Jesus, the rescuer, the saviour. And friends, if you've been in church circles or been around this nation, hopefully you would get to hear the word saviour. Because that's who he is. And you may not know what that means, but it's like a diamond. You can see different um, facets or different angles of this incredible salvation. You see, Jesus came to rescue us. You can't solve your problems on your own, and we can't solve our problems on our own. Without Jesus, we're trapped in the expectation of others and we're trapped in living for approval of others. We're trapped in possibly addictions and we try to change over and over again and the sin and you know, the confess and we're trying to break the cycle. But we don't have the power that we need to, to, to break free, to escape. But Jesus came to give us that power. He's our rescuer. <laughs> He's our rescuer. 
And then He came to recover us. That's the other R. We long to recover parts of our lives that have been lost. People feel that acutely, even now. And you know, over Christmas, if you've lost family or f- friends through death, and, and, you, and Jesus was a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering, acquainted with grief. He understands. He entered into that so that he could minister to the brokenhearted and, the, and those who grieve. And those who mourn will be comforted. But he came to recover us. You see, even without Christ, we're not going to regain our strength or our confidence, even our reputation or our innocence. That is an amazing thing, that he can recover our innocence and, and bring us in a relation, into a relationship with God. Only he can do that. He's, there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And then not only did he come to, to uh, rescue us and recover us, but he came to reconnect us. And some people feel that if they come to God, He's going to be this man in the sky with a stick, you know, this, this harsh scolding that will come, you know. And He isn't mad at you. He's mad about you. He came to earth this first Christmas to reconcile us to God, to give us a peace and a harmony and, and to be reconciled unto Him again, with Him. So He gave Himself. He really did. He gave them the gift of Himself. And so what's the point of us celebrating a birthday without accepting this gift, this free gift of salvation? And But it can go unwrapped year after year. And friends, you are made by God for God. And until you understand that, life will never make sense. So this Christmas, won't you open up the most important present ever given? And that's a new relationship with God through Jesus. And we're going to sing a final song in a moment. But uh, friends, why don't you do that? Because it's, he's a whisper away. He is just a whisper away. And if, you know, he is revealing himself. I pray he's doing that even in your hearts this morning. He wants to do that. It's a prayer he loves to answer. Jesus, won't you show yourself? Won't you reveal yourself to me? And he, and he will. He did it to me many years ago through a friend who was strong enough to ask, do you believe you'll stand before God one day? And in my heart of hearts, I, I was running, but I knew that was, that was true. I would stand before. He said, well, what are you going to say? What, what are you going to say on that day? What answer will you give if you, if you believe you're going to stand before God and that you'll give an account? And he's your judge. What will you say? He, and, I, and I realized that all it was required of me is to put my faith and trust in him and say, Jesus, I want to be right with you. You made the way. You are the way, the truth, the life. And I come to you, Father God, through your Son, Jesus.